God's word to us today recorded in the prophet Daniel, chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Many years ago, when our family was quite young and we lived many miles away from our children's grandparents, pretty much every family vacation was going to see the grandparents. And I remember a conversation that I had with one of our daughters as one of those trips approached. And it went something like this. I said, well, we're going on vacation. What are we going to do on vacation? Well, we're going to go see grandma and grandpa. And then what? We're going to go swimming. And then what? We're going to go to the zoo. And then what? We're going to go to an amusement park where there's lots of rides for you to go on. And then what? And you get the idea of how that conversation goes, and maybe you've had one like that with a child, right? Because it is the nature of children to always be looking ahead, to always be looking forward to the next big thing. But it's not just children. It's adults who do that. I mean, we grow up to become adults who set goals for ourselves, and we have dreams. And it doesn't matter if your goals are, or dreams are large or small. They're yours. And they're really your way of saying, and then what? And, and we look at them as sort of destinations on the, on the highway of life. I'm going to get to this spot, and then I'm going to have this. And then I'm going to get to that spot, and I'm going to be this. And on and on it goes. The prevailing view, however, of the world around us is that you better enjoy that journey through life because it's going to come to a screeching halt. And there will come a time when you won't be able to say, and then what? That's death. And the prevailing view of death is that there's nothing beyond it. 
There are no more destinations, no more hopes and dreams because that's it, that's the end of the road. God has a different view. I hope you do too. I hope that your view of that has been informed by God. Today he wants to talk to us about that and he's going to do it through these three verses in Daniel chapter 12. He wants to speak to us about what happens after the end of the road. What happens after death? And you know, what's so amazing to me is not that God speaks to us in the Bible about the afterlife of the soul. I think we're kind of used to talking about that in church. But he even speaks about what happens to the body after the end of the road. So today is a day, Saints Triumphant Sunday, for us to consider what I think is one of the most misunderstood but also most comforting uh, scriptural teachings. The bodily resurrection of the dead. You know, we confess that every Sunday, right? Whether it is in the Apostles' Creed or whether that is in, as we will do after the sermon today, in the Nicene Creed, what do we say? We say, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And there's an expectation there. Well, God does the same thing. By that I mean he wants us to look forward to that. In fact, his main message to us is, remember your resurrection. Remember that day that's coming when all the trouble of this life is going to give way to triumph. Daniel, so I'm betting that you already know two historical accounts from the book of Daniel. Two historical accounts where God just came up huge, delivering his servants uh, from impossible situations. There's the three men in the fiery furnace in Daniel chapter 3. And then there's Daniel in the lion's den in Daniel chapter 6. But you know, it's after that, in the second half of his book, where Daniel is led by God to have all of these dreams and visions which speak to the future of the people of God. And boy, the people of God, when Daniel was talking to them, really needed to hear this. Because you see, back then in the 500s BC, the people of God, the the nation of Israel, they they were in this Babylonian captivity. They were a slave nation. They were being held against their will. 
they really did not know what was going to happen to them. They wondered whether they were ever going to get back home. And most of all, they wondered, has God forgotten about us? Does God even care? And so what God does through these visions and these dreams in Daniel is he says, I do care. And you do have a future. And I will restore your fortunes. And what's so amazing is that this glimpse into the future was not just for a relative handful of the people of God living in the 500s B.C., it's for all believers of all time. He wants us to look into our future under his grace. And it starts out not so good. Which is to say, there's a lot of scary stuff in the visions of Daniel. Now, in the word that I just read to you, he just sums it up this way. There will be a time of distress right up until the end. And at that time, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Now, if this is a glimpse into the future of the people of God, no matter when you live, let me ask you, do you feel like you're in a time of distress? Maybe you don't. Maybe you think things are going pretty well. And I kind of feel the same way. But you see, that's not the kind of distress that Daniel's talking about. He's talking about, well, let me ask you this. When you take your Christian self outside the house in the morning and you confront the world, do you feel like it's a struggle sometimes? Do you feel like you're under attack? Sometimes I think about this how every thought I can have, every attitude I can have, everything that I can have is claimed by God for his purposes. And at the same time, it is counterclaimed by the devil for his purposes. Now, what's that? That's a struggle. That's a tug of war. That is a battlefield, a spiritual battlefield that we are on every day. And there are plenty of anti-God forces out there, whether it be spiritual or physical anti-God forces that really do not care what God thinks. And so they will, and this is what the prophecies say, they will, until the end of time, be battling, warring against the children of God. And that's just the truth. In fact, hate to say it, 
But the Bible's pretty clear that these battles are just going to intensify as the world gets older. You know, Jesus once spoke these words from Daniel. He took them like 600 years later and he quoted them in what we call Matthew chapter 24. And he said, you know that tribulation of which Daniel spoke? You know that time of distress? If God doesn't put it to an end, no one is going to survive. And I got to tell you, I don't know exactly, exactly what that means. It's just that I know it's bad. I know that things are going to get bad the longer that we live. Now, none of this is meant to say that we shouldn't speak Jesus into every situation of our life. But it is meant to say that if you think that um, things are becoming more and more godless in our world, you're not going crazy. I think each one of us sees domestic violence and family violence and community violence and international violence where nation rises up against nation and we just, and we just shake our heads. Again, not that we don't speak Jesus into it, but we just shake our heads because it just keeps coming. And then there's the sanctity and preciousness of human life that just seems to be relegated more and more to the back burner. It's not like even an important issue anymore. And then we wince at all of the signs that there is a, a general godlessness that, and immorality that's going to have its way with our culture. And I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I'm just trying to be scriptural. But do you ever wonder, like if you're a younger parent or if you're an older parent like me, do you ever wonder what kind of world our children and our grandchildren are going to be inheriting? Can't it be said? I mean, you don't have to be a doomsday prophet standing on the street corner to say this. We know the distress that Daniel talks about, that Jesus talked about, that Paul talked about when he said, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. We know it. We know it from reading our news feed. And you know what? We know it from reading our own hearts. Because when we look inside of ourselves, we got to say there's a lot of distress in there too. And all of that stuff that I deplore that's lurking out there, the violence and the hatred and the greed and the selfishness and the lust, it often finds its place in here, right? in our hearts. And though we fight against it, using 
the word and sacrament that Jesus has given us, and we should, we also understand that we will never be completely able to overcome the enemy. There's trouble. There's trouble out there and there's trouble in here. But there is coming a day when it'll all be gone. All of that trouble will be gone. There is coming a day, the day, the day that God would have us lift up our heads and look forward to. There is coming a day when all of the trouble for the children of God will give way to triumph in Jesus Christ. There is coming a day, the great day of resurrection, when Jesus will join soul and body to enjoy Forever, no sin, no hardship, no trouble, and that will be forever. This is the day that Daniel saw. At that time, in that day, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise, which is his expression for believers, those who are wise, wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. You know, what Daniel saw right there is, is not different from what Jesus said in our gospel lesson today. Jesus said, the resurrection of the dead is going to involve all people. A time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. All. All will rise when Jesus returns. Doesn't matter how you died. Doesn't matter what happened to your body. The same God who created human beings out of the dust of the earth can from that dust of the earth or the sediment of the sea, for that matter, bring every human being back to life to stand before him. That's a lot to think about. But for a moment, I just want you to think about this. That's the day when death will be of no consequence. That's the day when the last enemy to be defeated is defeated. The last enemy to be defeated, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, is death. Yep, the last one. On the last day, the great day of resurrection ushers in a time when there will be no more death. So, remember your resurrection. 
And remember, too, that your loved ones who have died in the Lord, who have gone before you, remember that they await the resurrection. I got to tell you that Christian funeral services, Christian memorial services, the kinds of services that we had through St. Marcus um, for the saints triumphant whose names you saw on the screen when we sang for all the saints, Christian funeral and Christian memorial services for Barnetta and Ed and Mark, you know what they emphasize more than anything else? There will be a resurrection. There will be a day when all of us will be back together, body and soul. Now, how did the saints triumphant, how were they prepared for that great day? How are you and I prepared for that great day by trusting in the one who will return. He came once to save, and he sent his Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we might believe in him. And when you trust in him, my friend, believe in the Lord Jesus, you are covered with him to stand before God on that great day. To call the great day of resurrection the day of judgment is accurate, and it's kind of scary. Judgment day. But the words of the old hymn are so very appropriate, and they remind us that the outcome of the judging the verdict, it's not on us and our performance. It's on the one who will be doing the judging, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, your blood and righteousness, my beauty are, my glorious dress. With these before my God I'll stand when I shall reach the heavenly land. Trust in Jesus and you will rise to everlasting life. And so what shall we think then of that dear loved one who has gone before us? What shall we think of that loved one who has died in the Lord over whose casket or urn we stand one last time? I'll tell you what I think. I think how blessed I am to have known them, how blessed I am to have been loved by them and to have loved them, how blessed I am to have shared the hope of Christ with them. But as I consider them at that moment, I think of them as an empty house. 
where the inhabitant of the house has left so that it can be beautifully and perfectly remodeled. And then there will be a day, that great and glorious day, when they will return. The soul will be returned to their body and it will be a perfect dwelling place to give glory to the Lord because Christ is their deliverer. And on that day, there will be no trouble for body or soul. There will only be the triumph of life eternal. And you know what I think about that loved one of mine is what I think of you and what you think of me. Stay in Jesus and remember your resurrection. Ours is an eternal future that we can always look forward to. Amen. This message was a production of St. Marcus Lutheran Church. For similar content, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or our YouTube channel. For more information about how to support our urban gospel ministry in Milwaukee, please visit stmarcus.org.